Which is better, X or Y? Also, the Chestnut Appreciation Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, the Richard Cheese of this podcast. I'm your co-host, Jordan, the Bobby Darren of this podcast. And I'm Kevin, I'm also a host, and the Don Ho of this podcast. Okay, I know neither of those lounge singers. What? Uh, you don't know Bobby Darren? Somewhere beyond the sea. Come on, man. Oh, the beyond the sea yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. I just Don... called him the beyond the sea guy. Beyond yeah, well, the sea guy. That's because you're a Philistine. And Don Ho was the Hawaiian lounge singer who sung Tiny Bubbles. Tiny bubbles in my glass makes me happy, makes me laugh, etc. Is that song about alcoholism? Yes, and how hilarious it is. Was he the guy in Hawaii Five O? I don't think so. Oh no, I'm I thinking of I'm Dan pretty sure Ho. every every Hawaiian is on uh, Hawaii citizen was on yeah, Hawaii Five O. You're thinking of Hawaii Five Ho. Hey-ho. And it was only Don Ho. Five uh, times. It was a parent trap type setup. So, so Kramer versus Well, Kramer. I'm trying to think, you know, the old phrase, book him Dano. It's not Don Yeah, Ho. I don't, it was not, it was Dano, not Don Ho, or Dan Ho, or I would Don love Ho. to see a buddy cop, though, where it's like a tough-edged cop and then his laid-back lounge singer partner trying to get him to look on the brighter side of life. And also hey. solve crimes. Hey, baby, we've we've solved a lot of crimes here, but let's have a little fun. Let's let's do a little crooning. <laughs> so, welcome to our podcast, where obviously we take your verses and would you rather questions each week, and we argue them out here on the show. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Our first question comes to us from Matt Schultz, who wants to know. Great comedic timing versus great comedic miming. Go. <laughs> well, there's no such thing as the second one. Oh, no. Mime- miming is universally not funny. Like, as soon as somebody starts miming, you just hear, like, a groan go up from every audience member. Just, oh, gosh. How long do we have to politely sit here and pretend like this is fun? I mean, miming is essentially prop comedy, except the prop is your body, isn't it? So basically, the prop you're is just your a lazy. You're a lazy version of Carrot Top, is what you're saying. Thanks, mime. No, I think that there's great miming. Is well, uh, as cited in the question, it is great, um, <laughs> and it is also comedic. And I think that such a thing does exist. Like you know, you got the dude. Trapped in a box, and, and he's going oh, man. Down, That's going hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he's Cutting taking up. the elevator. He's, he went down the stairs, but he's taking the elevator back up. Oh, man. Cutting a rope and then letting the safe fall on him. It's gold. It's awful. It's absolutely It's pretty French. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, See, French things are inherently funny, right? Here's, here's the thing. Great comedic miming, what that's going to get you is a job at, like, Disney Marketplace being one of those statue guys who doesn't move for a while and you're covered in face paint, but then you cleverly move at certain times and people think it's funny. And, you know, good job. Good job there. Uh, <laughs> you and great comedic, you earned your seven fifty an hour. Great comedic you miming listen. is going to get you a million-dollar career as a stand-up comedian, so... One of these options is actually going to make you money. 
and one of these is just not. <laughs> Good point. I don't know. We see great comedic timing can only take you so far, though, and it can only serve you in your native land. Whereas great comedic miming, that's the universal language. You're gonna have you're gonna have a routine that's gonna take you all over the world. I thought music was the universal language. No, you're 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 mistaken. It's miming. Yeah, it's definitely mime. I'm pretty um, sure the ancient Greeks said that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is gonna take you all all over the world, and then you will promptly be run out of town by like people are like, oh, what's this miming thing? Oh, it's something really un unentertaining. Let's let's go somewhere else. Um. But are you saying so? Like, if you have great comedic timing, does that and and nothing else? Does that mean you just know when a joke would be really good, but you don't actually know what the joke is? You're like, oh, something would be really good right there, but I don't know what it is. Like, oh man, there would be a really good line for that. That, uh, well, no, I don't know. I got nothing, but I knew it was right there. But on the flip side, Kevin. On the flip side, great comedic miming means you don't have great comedic timing, so you would break into your miming at inopportune moments. Or you would just keep it going way too long. Like oh, after that you, too. After, after the audience is like totally not Or maybe, it, you're like, maybe you're at a funeral and you're like, oh, people look pretty down <laughs> I'm right going to lower the casket. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Just realized this is a podcast and you can't see me doing the miming. <laughs> I did the sound effects head. for you. But you on can my edge of the screen. Through through the art of mime, Tyler was acting like he was operating some sort of a pulley system. It um, wasn't really great or comedic though. No, certainly but not. But you can I'm imagine in a box. Was. That that box is a coffin. You can't tell <laughs> except for that I'm standing. <laughs> And it's very narrow. <laughs> uh, use your imagination. Uh, oh man, I know a joke oh. would go great right there, and it's got something to do with elephants. Um, um, here's the thing, though. Great comedic timing—that's all well and good. Great comedic miming—you're going to be able to freak out drunk people. They're—they're <laughs> they're gonna have no idea what's going on. They're like, oh what? man. Does he actually have a pair of scissors? What's what's going on? Is there something over my head, dude? Wait. What are you trapped in something? Is, is there is there a screen a glass door here? Is he pulling me towards him, or is he just pulling himself towards me? <laughs> uh, I can't tell. Where's that rope? Oh gosh. Uh. <laughs> whereas, I'd be worried I, in that situation of like, oh man, am I that fat that this? This guy is pulling with all his might, and the only direction he's going is toward me. Well, great comedic timing wouldn't help you at all with drunk people, because it would just be like, I know he's about to throw up on me now. Oh, he it's totally did. Oh, uh, it's hilarious. Well, no, um, and then you'd, you'd be stuck with hecklers who aren't getting the subtle art of your them? joke. Uh, I think... I wish that we had ex uh, been able to expand this question out to other types of, uh, like, great comedic rhyming or great comedic sliming or... I think great... any sliming is a great comedic it's, it's, it's great Have comedic... you or have you not seen Have Double you seen Dare? Ghostbusters? Uh, wait, Pretty much Slimer, any of yeah, the Ghostbusters or any Nicktoon or Nickelodeon Oh, yeah, the slime machine, show. man. <laughs> Uh, slime, not to be confused with its less popular cousin, Gak. <laughs> or Ooze. Uh, don't um, forget Floam. Or... 
Or Flom. Flom. Flom was pretty awful. Uh, oh. Great, great comedic criming. Great comedic you criming. Co- you commit heists that are hilarious. Yeah, like Mr. Bean. He did that once, right? Like accidentally stole a diamond. Yeah, something like that. Accidentally starred in a movie. You mean yeah. like, like oh, white, shoot, white people? Movie. White people rob banks like this. Black people rob <laughs> banks like this. We need to take a vote on this. So, Kevin, where does your allegiance lie? Uh, I'm going to say great comedic chiming, um, where <laughs> you just know how to work chimes and bells like nobody else, and it's hilarious. Oh, man, did um, you no. see that bell choir at the church the other day? <laughs> it was hilarious. Had Best me Christmas in stitches. Ever. Uh, <laughs> Those little gloves they good. wore. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, great comedic priming, because otherwise we're never going to get that girl started, and uh, I want them steaks. But- but when I it, think great when it flares up, timing, yeah, it's yeah, when it flares flare. up and burns your eyeballs off and your eyebrows off, that is hilarious. You get burned twice. Yeah. Goof trip. Hey. <laughs> How match burns twice. Um, I, I, I will, I will have to go with great comedic timing because I hate mimes so much. Because there's really no worse career that you could pick than than mime. I think. I'm I'm also gonna go with great comedic timing for pretty much the same reasons as Kevin, but I gotta give props to question asker Matt because I thought this was a clever question, regardless. <laughs> and I am going to go with great comedic miming because I have watched far too many episodes of the Animaniacs to think miming is anything but hilarious. <laughs> so now, is thank- it a good idea or a bad idea, Tyler? To, very to watch idea. to watch every episode of Animaniacs back to back. Right That's now. the best idea. <laughs> Alright, so thank you so much for your question, Matt. Next time you have to choose between great comedic timing and great comedic miming, go with that comedic timing. But based on this question, you probably already have it down. <laughs> our our next question comes to us from Superfan Geo Lawton, who wants to know Cosmic Bowling versus Disco Roller Skating go which is the Wait. better time i don't know is he talking what... about lunar bowling Lu- is that i'm thinking the bowling where it's like you're in the alley at midnight and they turn on all the yeah the strobe lights the strobe and the, lights and the laser and the light lights and the... i haven't experienced that that sounds everybody, get, everybody gets a virtual boy hold up so that it was that and what disco roller skating disco roller skating well None of us were alive for disco roller skating. None of us were present at Studio I think 74. we can extend um, extend disco roller skating into like... To skating just, party? Yeah, skating party. You go down to the roller rink, you get the party room rented out, some pizza, and then you skate around for a while and high-five people and maybe do some bucket races. Get that slushy and then get knocked into and then spill it all over the place? Uh, yeah. Can we have a quick sidebar to discuss our bowling names from our bowling team, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely uh because if i do in the event that i do lunar bowl again which i hope to soon my name my once in future bowling name is of course uh buck ruckus uh wasn't which one of us was gutter balls that oh wait oh those bowling names wait um <laughs> i've so many those oh, bowling names uh, yours was Kevin Balls Too Small Golf. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you were Jordan Uses Two Hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
Um, the only bowling team I was on, I was briefly on a bowling team with Peter Yanch and Dan Barr, uh, that and uh, Jacob Roberts. That was Bimbro Bowling because they were, they were bimbos, but they were bros. So I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, our our bowling bowling team name was Great Monster Club, and it Which featured. Was- Podcast favorite, George Hampy of www.georgehampy.com. <laughs> and uh, so, he actually named, uh, named uh, the team. The team and subsequently did not play a game. It's because he's so creative. It's because he has so many other creative things going on. All right. So, um, pro bowling. Uh, there are is plenty- a great sport. <laughs> there are plenty. Parker Bond the third. Oh, he's the best. There look are him up. plenty of bowling alleys that let you BYOB. And I'm and I mean beer, not bowling ball. <laughs> Bring your own bowling to this bowling alley. <laughs> Bring your own ball. Um no, I they're the only kind of slightly almost hip bar in my hometown of Ligonier, Pennsylvania. It's a place called the Wicked Googly, where <laughs> their of mascot course. is a pair of mean googly eyes. And they have a bowling alley, and they proudly sell shirts that say "Friends don't let friends bowl sober," and I think that is very true. Do you have one of those Just shirts? Kind of, I do not, but I need to get one. Although, if you're gonna if you're gonna bowl buzzed, you got to use the bumpers. <laughs> it's, it's the only way. Otherwise, you're just you're not gonna have a very good game. Uh, you're not. So that's an advantage of bowling. You can you can get boozed up while you're there. And probably also smoke cigarettes the entire time. (laughs) You can dress up like like you're in Mad Men and pretend you're an ad executive who's going bowling. Who's bowling? (laughs) Sure, why not? Do they do that? (laughs) In the 60s? Yeah, they probably did. Uh, Classic I have not seen an episode of Mad Men, but I can only assume that is exclusively businessmen going and bowling in three-piece suits. Yeah, I haven't haven't seen it either, but I'm pretty sure that (laughs) happens at some point. Look, it's... But the thing is, it's not just bowling. It's it's lunar bowling or cosmic bowling or whatever Mm, name you have for it. I mean... You are like you're bowling in the cosmos. You're tossing that that ball through the Milky Way, like, and there's strobe lights and there's techno music going on yeah. in the background. Like, it is the raviest bowl you're ever gonna have. But your Kevin, Hawaiian shirt that with... you unbutton three buttons down <laughs> so that your chest hair can poke out is gonna look really nice in that black light. Uh, yeah. Here's here's my problem with the cosmic bowling. How are you gonna see that black bowling ball, like? Unless you get special bowling balls that have like LED lights inside them. No, no, they glow in the dark. The, yeah, the dude, the pink ones glow in the dark. and the green ones, the plastic or whatever bowling balls are made of, totally glow magic. in the dark. The oh, Jordan, this is this is a it is an entire cosmos they, of bowling. They thought all these things through, I guess. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's like, I mean, you didn't just bowl a one one oh three. You bowled a cosmic one oh three. Your your bowling score is officially out of this world. <laughs> it's very true. Think about that. Think of all the great space puns you could have, uh, but that we won't go into. There's right. that one. There's yep, that one. That's there's, the one. There's uh, that one. Uh, um. Uh. You. Your bull. Um. Oh, but. Well, I don't know. I think you're gonna be way more likely to pick up ladies at the bowl, the lunar bowling. 
because it's going to be pretty dark in there, and they're not going to see how how much they're settling. And they're, see, they're I probably was... a little drunk as well. So yeah, I would disagree because when you go to a bowling alley, you've got to have like a pre set up group. You know, that's going to prevent you from meeting strangers because you got to stick with who you came with. Whereas if no. you have that roller rink, you can just kind of skate up next to a honey and be like, oh, hey, you want, I see see you're having some trouble. Let me let me teach you. You can hold on to my hips. Or I, I, I completely <laughs> disagree. Uh, the the biggest Lothario that Grove City had ever seen, uh, Sean Patrick Shredder, uh, he frequently <laughs> would bowl alone. Uh, and work on his curve, and uh, I mean, he. Ladies asked, would just he come down just to a see a lot of different girls out. Most of them rejected him, but still. But they thought about it, though. They were like, "I don't know, that dude's got a pretty sick game." I mean, even if it was for only like one millionth of a second, they thought about it. Yeah, they did thought wear, about it more. Than did he wear a have. glove? Did he have a special ball? Uh, in my memory, now he has a glove. <laughs> um another advantage of uh skating though is you have those uh you have those great competitions you have the bucket races you have the regular races where if you are a grown adult you can probably beat those 13 year olds and win your date a um an ice pop which i may or may have done not have done in yeah but past scenarios at these at these new at the the roller skating rinks these days you have these highfalutin idiots and their speed roller skates they're just like goofing around out there going real fast mm. and it's just annoying they're not using the traditional four-wheel dealy or even the traditional inline skates they got like oh, these big big round wheels and <laughs> wait like they have big wheels on their feet have you have you not seen uh, no. speed roller skates? Let no me, speeder skates. Yeah, let me let me find a picture of them. They're pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. toss them on there. So that you know, I think there's the three of us can look at it, rinks, discuss though. it. There's something soothing about roller rinks. It's like a lazy river, essentially. Just kind of keep going in circles. See, but Let the problem is. Wander. The gimmicks, though, like when they're like, all right, everybody, it's backward skate, everybody, backward skate. And there's like one dude who can do it, and he's just like yucking it up out there, and everybody else is like, oh, I guess we're just standing here. Or like a uh, couple skate, uh, couple skate. chicken dance. It's, like, it's delightful. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for reminding me that I'm going to die alone. You're the Nate, best. Kevin, You're the best roller skater. Look at that right? picture. Uh, Riveting. Podcast. Riveting, riveting podcast. Yep, going well, on. Floating, floating. Right Google now. Chrome is working as hard as it possibly oh, Redirecting you to... Kevin's internet. Oh, wow. Those are terrible. crazy. Uh, oh, those wait. are bananas. Hold on. What? I'm going to save this so that we can put it on the, uh, <laughs> the Facebook page so people aren't too horribly estranged. <laughs> that is pretty outrageous. I'm not going to Oh, lie. yeah. And you know who wears those? Jerks. And maybe... <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe a, Apollo Antonono in the summer. Yeah, like when he's going to Subway, what do you think he wears? Those things. Um, advantage bowling, you're mostly gonna be there if it's midnight cosmic bowling, which I'm assuming it is. You're oh, gonna be there to. with drunk folks, ravers, and your friends who might be either of those things, <laughs> um, or all of those things. Whereas if you are at the roller rink, it's gonna be a bunch of thirteen year olds, and they're the ones putting in requests for music. So you're going to be listening to all the uh, yeah. all the Taylor Swifts, 
and all the one ones directions. Uh, and yeah. All the Justin Bieber's. What's? Yeah, I, I distinctly remember. I'm waiting to get to the problem. I'm waiting. I to distinctly get to the remember our senior year, Kevin. We we went to what was it called? Olympic, Olympic fun, fun zone. zone. The Olympic fun center. zone. Well, it's technically center, there. but it's way better than zone. Uh, and, I freaking uh, won that obstacle course. I destroyed. A lot of people have trained at the Olympic fun zone. <laughs> and at the Olympic fun zone, those largely 13 year old population of kids or less someone requested the song birthday sex and it was I just like remember that i was just was like really horrified at the fact that like that happened there was kids yeah, everywhere it was, it was really uncomfortable and i wanted to I just, scream like, won't somebody please think of the think children of the children i just remember the one like skate hop i went to when i was in middle school and Basically, they played I'm Too Sexy and uh, I'm a Barbie Girl on repeat for the entire evening. <laughs> and it got very old very fast. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, I I think roller skating has a, a higher propensity to also be teamed up with laser tag. Mm. Like, it's going to be in the same facility. That's a good point. And come on. Like, uh, at aforementioned olympic fun zone when one of the employees came up to us and we had like done one of the laser tag rounds and uh then we were back in line again and uh and he he came up to us and he said uh hey have you guys you guys done the laser tag before and we were like uh yeah and he was like well now there's fog and then walked away (laughs) like he just blew faces off just like what (laughs) my world is shattered after he said that, you you were definitely like, oh, we got to go do laser tag again. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we were already in line, so we just stayed in line. Well, you were yeah. excited, weren't you? Oh, heck yes. Um, What? Oh, man. Well, actually, both of these options would be amazing with Fog, but I feel like you'd probably be way less likely to kill someone fog if bowling you were bowling in very Fog. Difficult. Well, but fog, fog skating roller skating is awful. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, there's a person two inches in front of me. Oh, now they're dead. That's happened before, though. Uh, there was a hockey game that I think was played in Buffalo that uh, something was wrong with the uh, the uh, heating, ventilation, air conditioning system in the stadium, and fog settled in, in in the arena, and the players just kept on playing in the midst of the fog. I can't imagine what kind of hazards that would be. I mean, there's sharp things going on in hockey. Wait. When you say that something went wrong with the HVAC system, you meant something went really, really right, right? Well, yeah, that's true. I mean... <laughs> something went really amazing with the HVAC system, and now we have the greatest game ever played. Fog hockey. Fog hockey. Foggy. That Don't sounds that. awful. Let's All right, say, let's go ahead and take a vote. My decision is made. Uh, I'm going to go with Cosmic Bowling. Because there's a chance that you could act out a um, psychedelic scene from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Cosmic Bowling because it's a pretty well-known among my friends fact that I hate uh, roller skating. So, <laughs> Why did we go to the Olympic fun zone so often then? <laughs> I only went once. Oh, I loved it. I it went for the amazing. laser tag. Are you kidding me? That's true. And that, and that place obstacle was, course. Yeah, that place was a cornucopia of delights. I just don't like roller skating. Kevin? Um, 
you know, we we actually just sort of tossed out the whole disco roller skating thing. But I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to say <laughs> disco roller skating because there's nothing better with than a chest full of hair and a gold chain. Kevin and literally and just a pirate's chest. That's right. Full of hair. Kevin, and, do you still have oh that God, green leisure suit? Smells. I absolutely do, and I will wear it roller skating if I get How many chance. green suits do you have, Kevin? A green track suit. A green <laughs> leisure suit. Uh he's Irish, Tyler. Yeah, I gotta That's represent here. So Thank you so much for your question, Joffrey. And next time you have to choose between cosmic bowling and roller disco, uh, just roller skating in general, I guess, then go ahead with cosmic bowling because it is, in fact, out of this world. And you'll get a lot of mileage out of that joke. Our next question comes to us from Eric Terribio. Thank you so much, Eric, who wants to know. A lion with no front legs... Versus a camel. Go. Uh, presumably, he wants <laughs> to know which would, would win? win in combat. I'm guessing. Or maybe, uh, would the lion be able to kill the camel, or would the camel election. be able to run away? Well, it, it, were, the, were the lion's legs chopped off, or was it born like that? Maybe uh, it was born that way. Yeah. If it, if the it Lady was, Gaga lion. If this is a Lady Gaga lion that we're talking about here that was born that way, you've got to imagine it learned to stand on its hind feet by I, I I would presume it did, Tyler. Yeah. Well, so but still, how's it going to, like, so it's just going to lunge at you with its mouth? and like, All it has the, is biting. Not at you, at a camel. Okay, at a camel. And just hope that that camel doesn't have a baseball bat to smash its face in. Well, I don't think camels can wield baseball bats, but uh, I think that's they have mouths. Yeah, but um, well, look at all right. This is going to be clearly going to be a war of attrition because that that handy capable lion is going to need a lot of a lot of doing to kill that that dromedary. Now and, you would you would think that. Kevin, but that camel has been smoking so many cigarettes that its lung capacity is almost negative. So, oh, if this is Joe Camel versus a, a two-legged lion, Joe Camel would destroy anyone. Even I can a human. I can only assume that Joe Camel is part of like a biker gang or something. Yeah, he's got he's, a sweet well, jacket. not just that. I mean, he is the coolest camel the alive. Only jacket. Like he's just gonna tell you to to piss off, and then you're gonna feel like an idiot, and you're like, oh, I should probably leave. Um, and, but all I'm saying is, if it's a war of stamina, that camel's got them big old humps that it can carry water in. It's good for- It's humps, it's humps, it's humps. It's it's (laughs) lovely, it's lovely camel humps. Um, so it's going to be good for like a 40 day, you know, siege. Although those humps do make for pretty good targets. I mean, when that lion, um, leans forward and starts to fall at the camel, (laughs) it's going to have something to latch on to. It's a, it's a good point. Now, do you think the lion moves by like a sort of a human style walk, or does he hop around? Um, I'm picturing either like a walk or a kind of slither. <laughs> like his face is. Uh, I'm presuming because this is camels, this is occurring in the desert. Um, yes, I'd assume so. His Maybe face near is in the sand. His back legs are pushing, and his mouth just keeps getting full of sand. 
because it's like getting ground into the sand, well, but he's like spitting that's out. How he, that's how he that's how he digs through sand dunes instead of going over them and goes <laughs> through them. I don't think I don't think that's fair to set the fight in the desert though, because that's the camel's home turf. That's you got to fight it somewhere neutral like the moon. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they both die. <laughs> well, you give them a space helmets. Well, the lion lives longer. <laughs> and the lion though, can't bite. The lion lives longer because he has better lung capacity. Because of the smoking again? Yeah, the camel smokes. I know. All and the right. camels smoke. In every scenario, the camel is smoking. I don't think that has to be. I think so. What are camels known for other than smoking and ferrying around uh, nomads? Um, Being from the Bactria? Wait, no. Bactria is a type of camel. Never mind. I don't know. They're good yes. at... Kevin, you have any more Latin camel terms you want to delight us with? What's that? Hey, how about, um, look, what did Saladin ride to conquest on? It was a camel. It wasn't a two-legged lion. Yeah, but if two-legged lion was an option. (laughs) He would have looked like an idiot. Like, hey, here I come to conquer nothing. Here's how I picture it. Two-legged lion standing on its hind feet, leaning against a palm tree in an oasis, looking all cool, you know, luring that camel over, batting its lashes, just being all alluring. And then the camel gets near, but it's so cynical and such a cool guy that instead of falling for the lion's wiles, it starts to spit at it, because all camels spit. And then the lion gets angry and tips forward and just kind of rides there for a while. (laughs) Wait... Do they have to fight? Can we turn this into the newest Disney movie and they're friends? Like this is this is Lion King three and a half and Simba Camel finds a, a baby lion with no front legs. And well, here's the thing: health. Simba has a son who's born with only two legs, and he's like he he cannot succeed my kingdom, and he tosses him out like a heartless... banishes him to the desert. Yeah, banishes him to the desert. And then a camel voiced by Billy Crystal comes and's like, I believe in you because we're going to have fun. And uh, and then, I don't know, Whoopi Goldberg's there doing – she's probably like a nun or something at like an Ethiopian church. And she's like, you know, you have to believe in the power of your dreams. And then uh, <laughs> and then they get like, I don't know, prosthetics for the lion. Then he goes back and like punches Simba right in the face and says, I'm back, dad. <laughs> Growl. See, you bring up an interesting point. Uh, all Eric mentioned in asking this question was that it does not have front legs. What if That's it has true. arms? Oh, what if it's like a mythical creature with like yeah. What if it's legs? a minotaur except instead of a bull head, it has a lion's head? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, so, what do you think? It just has like a machine gun. And then this is going to be over in like 10 seconds. That, or yeah, Kevin, no you started bringing up like prosthetics. What if this is a cyborg lion? Oh, shoot. This is some type of ghost legs, in the shell type lion. It does have lion. front treads. So. <laughs> Whoa. It's a what, if it, what if it like opens its mouth and roars and then like a tank cannon like rolls out of its mouth and shoots the camel? Like a la alien style? Like a little, yeah. little tank cannon? Yeah, <laughs> somebody out. make that fan art. Please make the the lion tank what if what if this lion was a completely unbelievable magic organism that we've described and then what if the camel was just a regular camel what do you think would happen uh, not it's entirely a camel magic also cybertronic 
It's a very cool camel that can also spit. <laughs> and he wears sunglasses. And he doesn't have to drink water very and often. And members only jackets. <laughs> did, did Joe Camel actually wear a members only jacket? Was there so. some sort of gorilla cross marketing in the 70s? No, no. It's just all camels and lions. No gorillas. Oh, wait. Well, there you go. Um, if this takes place in America, the greatest country on earth... That camel's not even going to be allowed to fight. It's going to be like, look, you can come on after 10 o'clock when all the kids are in bed, but no one's allowed to see you smoke because you're, you're a cartoon character and kids can't understand that cartoons aren't real. And then they're going to be like, oh, lion, life's dealt you some hard knocks, but we have a musical about that and it's called Annie and you need to watch it. And here's a million dollars. I would love to see a rendition of Annie where Little Orphan Annie is just played by a line with no front legs. <laughs> just throw a red wig on it. Oh, the legs will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Keep praying for that regeneration. Bet your bottom dollar there will be legs. Daddy Warbucks is going to buy you a nice cart. <laughs> uh, he... He's made a lot of money selling guns to Germans, and now here's the cart. Oh, is that what FDR. Daddy Warbucks did? Yeah, that's he was a he was an arms salesman. He sold oh, to he sold to everybody during the World War. Oh, is that how the lion lost its legs? Twist its arms got sold. Oh man, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say in World War One, like it got trench foot, trench feet. I forgot and... all about the the Annie um, Nick Cage Lord of War crossover. <laughs> uh, that movie wasn't very good, but it also it's a had Nick Cage movie. It had How Nick it Cage in it. What was I expecting? <laughs> Quick shout out to um, the denizens of Ethiopia, whose dorm I stayed in last weekend, who have a um, a felt painting of Nick Cage framed on their wall, and it is glorious. <laughs> That's awesome. Sounds lovely. Uh, the only thing better than that would be a Nick Cage felt board character that could interact with all your other Bible felt board characters. Oh, it's like, that's and, true. And the Ethiopian eunuch met up with Nick Cage, who told him about the gospel and baptized him. You're just all about Ethiopians today, Kevin. And the- hey, let's get some. Let's get the word out. And David it's said, give me the honey. And felt Nick Cage said, killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. Bees! Oh, the bear in my mouth! Oh, method acting from Nick Cage. Uh, and then God did damn the bees. So, all right, we got to take a vote on this. Um, I, I forgot the question about ten minutes ago. Uh, uh, line with no front go, legs versus I'm, a camel. I'm going with Voltron Lion. <laughs> There's probably like other cats missing body parts, uh, other African jungle cats missing body parts that they can like form up into some kind of super team, like a, a cheetah missing <laughs> its uh, teeth and a panther missing its like tail and like wait would the, so would they, they all be, just work together would, would the name of their group be, be handicats oh yeah <laughs> that'd be great yeah handicats okay. assemble I'm, the handicats are gonna take right down there. the camel uh because uh, friendship is magic and teamwork and all that other jazz all right cartoon network go i will, go I will also put all of my money on the handicats, handicats. please make this i will i will invest in it heavily 
Uh, Cartoon Network, I will buy all of your stuff. <laughs> Kevin? I gotta go handicaps. Because... Cause I, cause I gotta believe that they would all come together, and there would have to be an ADA-approved wheelchair ramp for the for the lion to win the battle. So, <sighs> oh man! And if we're gonna make this a public service announcement, we can actually have Joe Cool be the villain. <laughs> oh man! Because smoking is bad. Uh, smoking is not. It's no good. That's Sonic. smoking. No good. Will lead to your front legs being cut off. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic in a motorized wheelchair can't go too fast. He can't make those. Uh, he can't make those inverted turns. He just kind of falls off halfway through. Oh man! So thank you so much for your question, Eric. <laughs> Next time you have to choose between a posse of handicapable cats learning the value of friendship or a camel, <laughs> go with those handicaps. You gotta, you gotta do it. Our next question oh comes goodness. to us from the good people of Form Spring. Thank you so much, you shy, lovable humans. And they want to know: Would you rather be an anamorph or a transformer? Go. I think this is a pretty good one. Oh, All right, you get good. to choose. Giving me goosebumps to think about. <laughs> nice, good one, encyclopedia. Encyclopedia Brownica. Encyclopedia Brownica. Yeah. Um, Wikipedia Brown. Um, by the way, just a question to clarify. Are the Animorphs still going? Is that still a thing? I think that stopped a while ago. Oh. When they stopped turning into animals and started turning into, like, big blue alien centaurs. <laughs> oh, do they all turn into Andalites or whatever? I think so. They all turn into Andals. So am I? Am I the only one who hasn't read these books? What? Here's, you didn't read here's the premise oh for my anyone, gosh. for Jordan, and for anyone else who hasn't read these books. It's the option is turning into an, being able to turn from a human into an animal, or and be a moody teenager, to, and be a moody teenager. It's it's, just, it's all in one triforce of wisdom, <laughs> or you can transform from a vehicle into a robot. So you have your choice of vehicle, you have your choice of animal, which are you going to go with? Now, is is Jacob from Twilight, which this is a relevant question because Twilight's coming out this weekend. Oh, uh, man, that's a good point. I need is, to call is, Jocelyn. Is Jacob an Animorph and the rest of the clan? Are they Animorphs or not? They are not Animorphs, they are Lycan, they are a variety of moss, as we have already discussed, but they are akin to Animorphs. Your Animorph power could be turning into a big old wolf. Now, are some are you stuck with a specific animal that you are transforming into? Like, if you were, if you had, like, a really crappy, like, oh, I transform into a dung beetle, like, are you stuck with that, or can you, like, upgrade to an eagle? No, no, you can, as long as you touch it, you can turn into it. Oh, yeah. wow. But. So you're limited by whatever animals you can touch. You okay. can touch. If, really you, boring if stuff, you touch so. another human being, can you transform into them? That was never really discussed, and I think that would be, like, the first thing you would try if you were them. 
So I'm going to say no. I'm going to go ahead and say, what the heck was that girl that wrote the Christina Applegate? Why the heck? K.A. Applegate. Did you not? What's that? Christina Applegate? Yeah, Christina Applegate. Yeah, what the heck? Wait, I thought you said you hadn't read those. How do you know the author? I have the Wikipedia open right now. Oh, good point. Um, Christina Applegate, why the heck didn't you cover that first? Like, did they? Did they talk about that? Pretty sure it would have come up. She All was right, a little so, busy being an Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeakle. Wait, what the heck? Uh, wait, K.A. Applegate is? No, Christina Applegate. Oh. Um, <laughs> They're different what, people. What was the other option? Being a Transformers. Transformers. You robots in disguise. Well, you transform into. If you're a Transformer, there is about a bajillion percent chance that you're going to end up on that commercial planet where all the robots just speak in commercials. And then you'd have to kill yourself. That's a good point. Also, what well, which which Transformers movie was that in? That was the worst ever. It was basically just an excuse for Product them to placement sneak in. The movie. Yeah, like oh, this Pepsi is so refreshing, Megatron. Like oh shoot. All right, advantage Animorphs. You're not locked into one thing. With uh, unless. T- Unless we go down a Beast Wars timeline, with Transformers, you're kind of stuck with, you know, your one car or your one plane or your one, I don't know, handgun, I guess, Megatron transformed into. Whereas Animorphs, you have the variety of animals, but you're going to be limited by whatever animals you can touch. And I do not touch many exciting animals on a day-to-day basis like maybe if i'm lucky i'll pet a cat or something yeah but if you go to a decently stocked zoo like you're set yeah you just you just have to break into the uh into the exhibits they do that i think in the books they do that they break into a zoo and like touch rhinoceroses or something but the problem with animorphs though is if you stay transformed an animal too long you get stuck as it, just like Tobias did. Stuck yeah, as a feral. stuck as a red-tailed hawk who didn't have any friends because nobody understood him. Bummer. <laughs> That's like a metaphor for all of teenage years. Good work, <laughs> K.A. Applegate. You nailed it. Um, um, with Transformers, though, you you know you are going to be a pretty fly robot who maybe does breakdancing a la jazz. <laughs> and you're going to have, you know, cool, like, plasma weapons and lasers and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still turning back into a bulldozer. And kind of, like, the most excitement you're going to get from that life is, you know, pushing snow out of the way so that kids can't enjoy their snow days. Yeah, like, because when you're transformed into your car like or your vehicle, like, do you have to live out that? Like, like uh, Optimus Prime has, like, shoot, man, I'd love to protect the... Uh, the whatever that thing was called but i gotta the get planet. this i know that the wisdom cube or whatever the heck it was like oh the the, the megazorb yeah i'd love to protect that thing but i got a shipment full of oil drums that i just gotta get to the west coast <laughs> eastbound and down loading up and trucking That's he's right. gonna do what they say can't be done now <laughs> guys if i he got he got him a convoy if I touch uh, professional wrestler Joe Laurinaitis, a.k.a. Road Warrior Animal, can I transform into him? 
Um, he is a manimal, not an actual animal, uh, so I do not believe that falls under your jurisdiction. Well, I think you can transform into Macho Man Randy Savage, though, so... Because he is a savage. He's, by definition, uh, a man, so... <laughs> Well, yeah, Sav- no, Kevin. That's <laughs> little that's known not fact. Macho Man Randy Savage was the missing link. <laughs> as as Pocahontas taught us, savages, savages, they're barely even human, so they are still human. Oh, they are still human, but they can paint with all the colors of the wind. How that was true. that was actually about Ben Savage and his brother, <laughs> and about them going on spring break when they drove them from our shore. Um. <laughs> Good point. Uh, oh, shoot. I just thought of giant minus for Transformers. You're going to have to hang out with Shia LaBeouf. Ooh, wow. A wow. lot. And, and Megan Fox. And you're going to have to listen to Megan Fox talk. Which and is Shia LaBeouf's parents who, like, you know, every time he tries to hide a robot, they are like, are you masturbating? Also, oh, we need to talk about sex and nipples. Yeah, and also, <laughs> Megan Fox. We have a small dog. She's gross. Have you seen her thumbs? They're all messed up looking. Seriously? Yeah. Wait, what's that, the deal? She has, is club, that really she has club stumpy thumbs, whatever club you want to call Club stumpy thumbs. That's pretty yes, hot. She loves clubbing, Jordan. Don't begrudge her that. And really, is that is that what you're looking at when you see Megan Fox? Like, wow, um, you know, sorry, Megan, you're the complete package except for those thumbs. Yeah, I'm man, so she sorry. has she has brachydactyly. What is that the real name for it? Yep. You're thinking of dromedary. You she better, has better... she has dromedary thumbs. She has camel humps. She <laughs> she actually oh, she has point. no boobs at all. Those are camel humps. If you are an anamorph, you could potentially turn into a lion. With your front legs. <laughs> but why would you touch that lion? Oh shoot! It'd be pretty easy to. Uh, oh dang it! Uh, I got the. I went to the only zoo with the two-legged lion. Why the heck? Why did I go to the Bronx Zoo? Why couldn't I have gone to any other zoo? And now I need to plow my way across the floor until I find an inconspicuous place to turn back into a teenage youth. Um, ooh, big minus for Animorphs, though. Uh, I don't know if they ever addressed this, but when you're changing back from an animal, where are them clothes going? Mm. Uh, the same gonna... the same place that uh, the Hulk's pants like expand from when he transforms <laughs> into the Hulk. <laughs> they become extra, extra, extra large and turn purple. Yeah, purple, you're actually just purple pants. wearing an adorable little pair of jean shorts, Ala Banjo <laughs> and Banjo Kazooie. Right. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Now, question for you guys: When you are transformed into an animal. Can you talk to the animals, a la Doctor Doolittle? Um, you can I'd... walk, walk, and talk and sing to the animals. Or, I don't okay. believe you can actually communicate with and the animals. And if if so, could you? Well, if you could, did they? They didn't have like any Aquaman type powers, did they? Of animal control. I don't. I don't think so. No, I think they were. Oh, just... this is this animal thing is sounding lamer by the minute. Well, the here's the it's, they are it's worse not, than Aquaman. That's it's cool. not their fault that K. Christina Applegate didn't have much of an imagination. Um, disadvantaged Transformers. I'll get this out there real quick. They run on gasoline, so you are you are dependent on you know a non renewable resource. So how yeah. how long are you going to be able to keep up that 
that alien fighting lifestyle of yours. Yeah, wait till Hakeem Abdul-Jabbar is calling your shots and telling you that maybe the Decepticons are all right. Ooh, looks like you're not getting any oil today. Um, but which would you rather go to a convention as? A real-life Transformer Ooh. or cosplaying as, like, Blue from Tailspin? Now, I have seen those <laughs> elaborate transforming cardboard box costumes, and they are awesome. So that's that's a no-brainer. But if you go, to, if you're an actual Transformer, though, going to this thing, you're going to have people wanting to ride you all day, which is kind of hot. Yeah, they want to get inside you. Oh, yeah. And go for a drive. Oh, but the people who are going to be, you're going to be giving those rides to are super greasy, like 30 something. And they're yeah, going to be singing, they're going to be singing, Life is a Highway, I Want to Ride You All Night Long. You're going to transform back into a human, or not a human, into a robot. And you're going to be, oh, why is there, like, blood dripping crumbs? out of me? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, assuming wait. they got out. Oh, shoot. Uh, Why is there like pizza bagels and a crunched big gulp and all kinds of donut crumbs in here? Who ordered a KFC bowl? Oh, Why forgot to eat half. For, forgot to kick that kid out of me before I transformed. Oh well, Whoops. no one, literally no one will miss him. What's it? Probably hey. did the world a service. No, there are message boards that are gonna miss him. So don't. That's true. He had a lot of clout on those uh, yeah. message boards. He was a um, mod. Well, here's here's a problem with Transformers. Robots can't love. They're incapable. Oh, uh, Optimus cared. It's no, it's a it's a clever <laughs> he gave, ruse. He gave a damn about the human race. No, he is a fantastic actor. He didn't care at all. But uh, I he does want to make Academy it into he, he does want to make it into the next Kenneth Branagh Shakespeare adaptation. Adaptation. Now, so, who would you cast Optimus Prime as in, uh, let's say, Twelfth Night? Uh, I would probably cast him as the fuddy-duddy yet lovable in the end, Malvolio. I think he would really bring a richness to that. You think? You think that would be good entry entry role for him? Oh yeah, I mean he, you know, the the lovable fop. I would Who's... cast him as the um, big rig truck that drives onto the stage at the very <laughs> end, and everybody piles out of for the curtain call. <laughs> that's my favorite. Uh, Tyler, part I think that's typecasting, and I, I'm sure Optimus would not appreciate <laughs> that type of direction. Hey, it was a blind casting. He just—it was all coincidence. Well, sure. I guess I guess on the plus side for Animorphs. You could you could cast them as all of the animal incidental parts in Shakespeare plays. Like you could get so much work as like the animal in films. Well, you just turn into whatever animal at the time and be a great animal actor. Isn't there a bear in a Winter's Tale? Like one of the stage directions is actually off stage, mauled by bear. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so just put that on stage. Oh, wait a minute, what's that? Oh, there's a bunch of Tonys. Oh, that sounds really cool. Tony Shalhoub, <laughs> Tony Stark. <laughs> They're coming out of the woodwork to applaud this it's, wonderful Those are pretty much the only Tonys I got. Uh, podcast uh, listener, Tony Skiles. Duh. All right, we need to take a vote on this. We've we've gone on long enough. Um, oh, gosh. Kevin, what are you thinking? I got to go. I got to go with Animorphs because I can't. 
I can't let those yerks take over the universe and keep enslaving the hork bajar and all that stuff. Animorph shout out to everybody. Uh, I'm going to vote for Transformers because at least Transformers doesn't blatantly rip off uh, Lord of the Rings uh, at multiple instances. When does when does Animorphs do that? Um, let me look at the Wikipedia again. <laughs> that oh. moment when they eat lembas on the side of the uh, one of the one of the part. author's favorite books, The Lore of the Rings, lent several words and images to Animorphs. The Elvish word for orc, Urk, became Yurk. The flaming red eye of Sauron inspired Krayak. And Axe's middle name, Esgaroth, is based on a town in the books called Esgaroth. The human name of Axe's brother, Elfangor, is Alan Fangor, and his last name is a reference to the Fangor region or Fangorn Forest. Also, there is a minor uh, reference to Gondor in the form of a fictional company named Gondor Industries in the 14th book. <laughs> it may also be significant that Visser III's host is named Alaran, a rough homonym of Gandalf's Valinorian name, Olorin. And that one of the minor alien races is called the Five, which is also used in the Lord of the Rings for the Asari. As everybody knew. Obviously. Of course. Wow. Whoever wrote that must have felt so good about themselves for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and I am going to go ahead and go with Animorphs because Ooh. at least I get to go back to being a human. Because then, like, I can be an animal when I want. Uh, guess what, but... Tyler? Robots live forever. So, oh, wow. and also, when I transform, I have guns on me. That's a good. And point. when you transform what? into an animal, what do you have? Teeth. I had teeth I... when I wasn't transformed. I've got some no. pretty nice guns. If I'm like a gorilla, I think it worked. I... Abs. I think it worked in animorphs. If the animal was holding a gun, you transform into the animal, holding and you're holding a gun. A gun. Yeah. <laughs> So you just kind of you set have... like an AK forty seven like on on the the horses you know hooves and just if like, you okay. touched fictional animals like dragons could you transform into a dragon? Uh, but you well, could they transform... transformed into those aliens, so I'm guessing so. Well, yeah, you could transform into all eight hundred and sixty six Pokemon. Oh wow, that that would be that would at be once. It's just a big old blob of color. All right, so thank you so much for your question, the internet. And next time you have to choose between Animorphs or Transformers, go ahead with those Animorphs. You're going you're gonna to love the way you look. But don't stay that way too long because you'll go feral and wind up like Toby the Hawk or whatever his name was. His name was Tobias. Yeah, Toby. <laughs> so Yeah, Toby Keith. Good Your old Toby Keith. Is Toby. <laughs> And that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have a question that you would like to pose for the podcast, you can email it to us at ninjas versus podcast. That's versus VS, no period, at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on facebook.com slash ninjas versus podcast. We have a lot of fun discussion on there. Folks have started to post some uh, some photoshops and some memes and things uh, based on past episodes. Geo, Jim Joff Jubal, I loved that Bing Bang theory. Oh, picture. Bing Bang that theory, glorious! Oh, that was that was fantastic. Uh. So thank you so much for those, and come on, come hang out with us on the internet, and we'll have a good time, and we'll hey, tell jokes so and post Tyler. Videos. 
did you give Kevin that password? Password yet? yet? Whoops. No. I'm glad Shoot. this running gag is continuing. Hilarious! Yeah, running, this is the this best gag that is really funny and not uh, just the sad thing that Tyler keeps forgetting. The, the to do. best. Well, to your credit, I keep forgetting to ask you. So we'll do it after this. Yeah, so definitely um, will. But we do have a Twitter that we check. We get emails whenever people at it or use the MVP hashtag. So go ahead and tweet at us. Use the MVP hashtag. And Jordan, do we have a tweet of the week? Uh, yes. Our tweet of the week is from Andweli Cadigan, uh, who I believe has uh, been a proud recipient of tweet of the week before. He tweeted the MVP hashtag to let us know communication is what sparks caring, sharing, and affirming. Oh, that's, that's so true. Also, he tweeted, how a couple communicates is one of the most powerful factors affecting the success or failure of their relationship. Mm. So, Tyler, you should really mm. actually be giving Kevin that password so he yeah. can communicate with our listeners. Yeah. Because right now we're failing. We're failing. To give me that password. We're failing our listeners, and this relationship is falling apart. Listen, listeners, pretty soon... We're gonna have a time where we can we'll get a sitter for the kids and we'll go out just the two of us to a really nice restaurant. We'll just we'll have some us time. I I promise, and it'll be great. You just gotta let me get through this crazy work week, you know, because old man Johnson's on me about those reports, and you know how that goes. <laughs> Very good points. We also have a um. A website for streaming and for RSS hosting. You can find us at ninjasversuspodcast.erictoribio. That's E-R-I-C-T-O-R-I-B-I-O dot com. And you can see images that we put up there, comment on the episodes, uh, stream it with your friends. Or, most importantly, you can read our fantastic spam comments. Our first comes to us from Read This. Who okay. commented on our most recent episode, episode 48, The Jokosphere. I would like to express some appreciation to you just for rescuing me from this particular problem. As a result of looking out through the search engines and coming across strategies which are not powerful, I figured my life was done. Living without <laughs> the presence of solutions to the issues you've sorted out through your main short article is a serious case, as well as the ones which might have been badly affected my entire career if I hadn't encountered your website. Your main understanding and kindness is playing with all the pieces is crucial. I am not sure what I would have done if I hadn't discovered such a solution like this. I can also now relish my future. Thank you very much for the specialized and sensible guide, I won't hesitate to suggest the blog to anyone who wants and needs tips on this solution. So just as a um a refresher, what we argued that week was Donald versus Daffy, puns versus memes, physical versus mental eliteness, PSAs versus commercials, and surf ninjas versus killer shrews. Um So one of those saved his life. Uh I, I'm I'm gonna guess it was the uh, the killer shrew advice. I'm gonna that, guess it was all of them. Yeah, probably all of them. I mean, it's very important to know uh, which is more important to pay attention to PSAs or um, that other thing that we argue. <laughs> that other really memorable one that we all remember, but we don't have to talk about because we all remember it. So thank you so much for your comment. Read this and. <laughs> 
Our, our other one that we're going to read today, and probably my favorite in a long time, comes from Plasma Enclosure, <laughs> who commented on episode 22, Sasuke-kun, which for some reason is our favorite episode for spam bots to comment on. They spam bots are notorious fans of Naruto. Of so. Naruto. Um <laughs> Or maybe it's just because they see the three exclamation points and figure it's easy picking. But he said, hi, I've been ranking the crap out of CB Auto Profits. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. That's it. That's it. it. Thank you so much for sharing that knowledge with us. Plasma enclosure. And thank you for listening to this episode. Please go and rate us, review us on iTunes. It helps us out a ton. Subscribe to the show. But more than anything, just share it with somebody you love or like or don't even like. Just share the episode with somebody. Uh, Thank you so much to Animal Tropical for the use of our intro song, 20 Miles, and to Sparrows and Crows for our outro song, Ultraviolet Bliss. And keeping with our ninjas, versus theme our final question is speed round ninjas versus handicats <laughs> handicats go <laughs> i'm gonna say handicats because they have the power of teamwork and positive thinking jordan uh i'm gonna say handicats because, as is revealed in the uh, full-length movie detailing this, the ninjas are the ones who uh, handicapped them in the first place. And they are out. The handicats <laughs> are out for revenge. I am also going to say handicats. Because just because that lion doesn't have two front legs doesn't mean that he can't hold a katana between his gaping maws. <laughs> so thank you so much for your questions. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> and until next time. Until next time, hey, Casa de Mi Padre is now on Netflix, and I want to watch it. Oh, man. I, I heard it was not very good. I, I, hear, I, I hear that translates to House of My Dad. I didn't assume it was good. I assume House of My Dad. Well, but do you remember the experience we had we with, um, with Black sun. Dynamite, where we thought it was going to be like this serious Black movie? We're going to bounce and shake our bodies. And we'll be dead when we're all done. Tired from all the fun and games. We'll hit the ground. Let the grass scratch up our legs And we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss I am your co-host Jordan, the Bobby Darren of this podcast. And I'm also a host, Kevin, the Don Ho of this podcast. And Tyler has dropped out of this podcast. Well, <laughs> oh, it was fun while it lasted. We had a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. All right. Wait, well, yeah. What are we going to say? What are we going to say about while he's gone? Um, Something really wild, wildly, I don't know. Wild and crazy racist. kids. Yeah. Talk about wild and crazy. 
Wild and Crazy Kids uh, versus that's Guts. A stupid Go. show. Guts was amazing. Wild and Crazy Kids was stupid. Ah, uh, like, but Wild hey, and Crazy Kids. Who's better at tug of war? Wild and Crazy Kids uh, featured Omar Gooding, uh, the brother of no Gooding Jr. Really? Yeah, he was I the didn't host. Know that. That's awesome. Um, but I mean, Guts was if we're gonna get to be down like to American it. Gladiator for kids, and it failed. Yeah, and it was. It was amazing. There was always that kid who sucked at the water level who, like, remember you're supposed to, like, pull yourself across on a rope line with a boogie board. And there was the one kid that took, like, 18 minutes to do it. And everybody was like, just kill him. 